Thank you, Pastor Tim. Okay, um, I just want to say thank you guys for this privilege to to speak. Kakaya ko magtagalog pero hindi ako masadong magaling, so okay lang pag mag-English ako. Yeah. So thank you. So um, pero sa totoo, this is my home. So that means you guys are my family. All right, so and and I just love that we can be in the presence of God and and be with each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, before I want to start this message, I just I just want to invite the Holy Spirit and to really speak. So uh, everyone, please uh, agree with me, Lord God, Holy Spirit, Lord. This is not my message, Lord. This is your message, Lord. I pray that you will speak and bestow upon us, Lord, a fresh revelation. Lord, a desire for for intimacy. Lord God, so open up our hearts, Lord. Hide me behind the cross, for I am not worthy to speak, God. But the cross has declared me righteous. The cross has declared me worthy, Lord God. So let you be glorified. Do not let me have any of the glory, but all glory to you, God. Lord, I pray that you will open up hearts today and let your word come alive. Lord, as I prophesy, Lord, to the breath, Lord, let your Holy Spirit bring these words to life. Well, I want to thank you in advance for what you will do in here, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so um, the, the title of, of my message that I'm speaking today is An Offering of Praise. And before I want to get into that topic, I want to go to the verse Hebrews 11. Uh, do you guys know the Hebrews 11? Do you guys know about that chapter in the Bible? It's, yeah, it's basically, it's the Hall of Famers. Yung pinakamagaling na, na my faith. The, the Hall of Famers of faith. So he's talking about Abraham, about Moses, how, how these people were commended for their faith. And, and I'm just reading this and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. They're, they're, they're so faithful. And then, I stumbled to, to the last two verses and, and this bothered me so much. It says here, these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be, would they be made perfect. I was like, God, what's the point? <laughs> These people were faithful to you, but it says here they, they did not receive what had been promised. So, so God, I'm living my life and, and, I, and everyone gets eternal life one day if, if they believe in Jesus. But, but if we don't get our promises now on earth, then what's the point? And so I want that to bother you guys also before I answer the question <laughs> at the end. So, um, before I, I, I return to, to that verse, I want to tell you this, this little story. Um, a couple weeks ago, I think two weeks ago when we had soaking and, um, I had free time. So I was just going to work out and I was like, you know what? I'll be productive instead of listening to music. I'm just going to listen to a sermon. So I decided to pull up Francis Chan. Do you guys know who Francis Chan? I love, I love Francis Chan. He's just so honest when he speaks. Um, and, and so they introduced Francis Chan to this grand conference and everyone's like, Ooh, Francis Chan. And then he was just, he looked at everyone. He's just like, guys, are you happy with this conference? And everyone's like, yeah, we're happy. And then he keeps looking and he's like, is God happy with this conference? And then there's this dead silence. Maybe two or three people are like, 
yeah, yeah, happy. <laughs> and, and, and because I, that just blew me away. That just surprised me. Wow. We always pursue, we always want the pleasure of, of people. And, and, and even in just church gatherings and said, we, we always think, okay, so how are they going to like this? How, but we never consider, God, are you, do you like what we're doing? Are you pleased with this? Because there were so many times in, in the Bible where, where they offered, but God was, was not pleased with their offering. And, you know, God is, is Elohim. He's, he's huge. You, you look up in the skies, you see the universe, and you're like, wow, God. By, by the authority of your word, you spoke everything to existence. You are so big, but, but don't, don't think that, that God would just, is far away to look down on us and say, ah, they're doing church. I'm happy. No, he, he looks at our hearts. God is, is this huge God, but He has the ability to, to look inside the hearts of the people and He cares more about the heart. Because, because He is an intimate God who cares about the small things in our hearts. So, uh, this is what I want to segue, the, the, the three big ideas about the offering of praise. The three things we need to know about an offering of praise. So um, can we go to Hebrews 13, verse 15? It says here, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice, an offering of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name. So the first thing I want to talk about with, with an offering of praise is, is what an offering of worship looks like. You, you know, I just want to thank SFCC for for just the worship team, the, 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 they're so anointed, right? Like, like just being in the presence of God is so amazing, you know. Praise God! And um, in, in back in our, our church in HLC, we, we have we we're very intentional. We, we we do it on purpose to to set this culture of of worship that's very radical. Right. That's very passionate. I, I tell them, hey guys, um, your lips. You know, it has a language. You, you can speak a language, but our bodies also have a language. So if, if you can praise God with your lips, let's, let's praise God with our bodies also. Let's, let's speak to God. And, and um, I tell them this right here means either praising God, you know, like, like God, I give you the praise. And, and this also means surrender. And this right here, I tell them opening up is, is just, you're, pu- you're putting yourself in a position of reception. As in, as in God, I want to receive from you. Holy Spirit, come. And, and, um, and then there's kneeling. I think kneeling is so, is so radical because not many people do it, but it's, it's, it's just that heart. But before we start worship, something we always say, and I think it's redundant, it's something that, nagas gasna, but, but we still say it was, um, is guys don't care about what other people say or, or think when you're worshiping if you, if you look crazy worshiping just just look crazy don't don't care about it just just worship God and and that's why with kneeling we're, we're very intentional with God this is for you as in I don't care if people think I'm crazy when I'm kneeling I don't care if I look dumb but God when I kneel I want you to see this as I want to surrender to you so so th- this is something we're very intentional because 
You see people in concerts. They're, they're, so, they're so passionate with, with the music. They're like, woo! And, and it looks like they're worshiping. If you would replace the secular music with, with worship music, it looks like they're worshiping. But, but, but what, what they're worshiping to is not, it's not a worship. It's, it's glorifying a girl. It's, it's like, it's like idol worship if you, if you really think about it. So, so for me, you know, if, if they can, Worship like that. I'm going to be even more expressive when I worship God. You know? Because, because my, my fear, what really struck me was, was one day I'm going to face God. And, and, and my fear is for, for Him to ask, why were you so timid to express your love for me? Why did you care more about what people thought than what I thought of you during worship? That, that's why God, I don't want to be timid. God, I, I just want you to see this. And, and, and that's the kind of worship, but, but it, it's, it's not just a performance. People sometimes they do that. People think it's, it's a performance. They're, they're trying to show others that, oh, look, I'm holy. Look, I'm raising my hands, but it's not. It's more than what we express, but God looks at our hearts. And and going back to the question, is God pleased? Because no matter how how much you can lift up your hands, you can jump up and down, is your heart for God? Because because you could do all that, but God will still not be pleased. Hey, you're not even doing that for me. And so, because the, the, the truth is, Cain offered. As in, in Cain and Abel. Abel offered and God was pleased. Cain offered and God was displeased. So it's not that Cain didn't offer. You know, sometimes we, we, we think, oh, Cain is, a, he didn't, no, he did offer, but God saw his heart. You know, in, in Isaiah 29, 13, it says here, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules. These people come and worship me, but I'm not pleased because their heart's not even for me. So, so when, when we're in the presence of God and we're worshiping, where is your heart? This is what we need to keep, keep in mind when worship, worshiping. Where's your mind? Are you raising your hand, closing your eyes, but in your head, man, I'm so hungry. Gutom na ako. Gusto ko na to matapos. You know, where's, where's your concerns at? When, when you're worshiping, what are you thinking? Where's your heart? Where's your passion at? Most of all, what's your intention? You know, many people, they, they do that to, to, to impress a girl in, in worship. Hey, look. Holy ako, okay ako, ayos ako para sa'yo. Like, like they, they, they present, they worship, they, they express their worship, but God's like, your heart is not for me, it's for that girl you're trying to impress. You know, so it's really the heart, because the measure of integrity is, is when what others would say about you, those close to you, if, if what they would say about you will, will align, would be the same exact thing what God would say about you. 
That's the measure of, of integrity. So the second point I want, I want to, I want to talk about it, about the uh, component of an offering of praise is we, we got to know the God we're worshiping. Man, I love the God we are worshiping. You know, this is, this is what's amazing about, about God, about this God that we worship. He makes himself known. Yeah, in, in, in my Bible class, we were, um, told to, to go through the Bible and, and differentiate when they use Elohim and, and Jehovah. So, so we had to look through and, okay, over here he used Elohim and over here they're talking about Jehovah. And, and, and Elohim is, is God the creator and Jehovah is God who walks with his people. But, but Jehovah is, is, is more than just God walking with his people, but it is his name that he presented himself. It's, it's Jehovah making himself known. When, 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 when God told, hey Moses, go to the Pharaoh and, 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 and tell them to let my people go. And Moses is like, okay God, but what do I introduce you as? And, and God's like, and God says in, in, in Exodus 3.14, um, I am, I, who, who I am. This is what you are to say the Israelites. I am has sent you. So, so whenever he introduces himself, he always introduces himself as Jehovah. I am your provider, Jehovah, Jireh. I am your healer, Jehovah, Rapha. I, I, I am your banner, Jehovah Nisi. I am your peace, Jehovah Shalom. And, and so, so, so God, the name of Jehovah is so sacred because think about Elo, the, the, the God of this universe, Making himself known to his people. This is the heart of God. He, he longs for intimacy. He, he wants to be close to, to us. And, and, and you do not know someone if you don't know their name. Has it, has it ever happened to you? you? You talk to someone for like an hour and you're like, ah, oh, nice to meet you. And then you completely forget their name. It's like, uh. Like you don't really know someone if if you don't even know their name. Imagine if if I know if if you're on Facebook and and you start chatting with someone, you start flirting with them, and then yun pala iba yung pangalan nila that they presented themselves. Do you really know them? Even if you don't know them, so so this is God. God, hey, I'm I'm gonna give you my name because I want you to know me. I want you to to be close to me. This is why in Matthew six. This was so revolutionary. In Matthew 6, this is what Jesus says. Hey, um, I'll teach you how to pray. This is how you must pray. Start with our Father. Our Father. That's amazing. Our Father. Someone who, who is close. We, we are not aliens to God. We're not strangers. You know, you know, God loves us so much that, that, that in, in, in the Psalm, it says here that if you would count every grain of sand, it would still not measure up to how much thoughts God gives, thinks about us. That, that He knew us before He even, we were even conceived. This is the God that we serve, a God who, who longs to know us. And, and that's why Jesus, it says in Hebrews 1-3, is the the sun is the radiance of God's glory. Jesus is, is God 
revealed. God says, you know, I'll show you myself in physical form. Because the Israelites always wanted a physical representation of God. They weren't satisfied with, with just talking to God. They always wanted that. That's why they had Moses. That's why they had the judges, the prophets, even king. God said in, in uh, 1 Samuel 8, 6, he says, I just want to be your king. It says here, um, give us a king to lead us. That's what the Israelites said. This displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord and the Lord told him, man, this hurt my heart when I read this. Listen to all the people are saying, you give up Naho. Just listen to them. It's not you that they've rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. So God says, I, I could be your king. You, you don't, you don't need a physical representation. Sorry, my book. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> you don't need a physical representation of, of of a king. You could just come to me. I could be your king, but but they rejected him. So 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 you know, Saul was appointed, failed. David, he was imperfect. Also, Solomon was was just as imperfect. So God sent Jesus, and and this is what Jesus says: to know me. You know my father. You just need to know me. If you really want to know God, you just know me. And that's why he emptied himself of divinity. He emptied. It says here in Hebrews 2.17, he had, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become merciful and faithful high priest, and then skipping over to verse 18, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he's able to help. He's able to relate to those who are also being tempted. Jesus says, you know, I'll be man so I would know exactly what they go through. I want to walk with my people. I want to be like them so I know exactly. So, so, so no one can say, oh, Jesus doesn't understand. He, wa- he wasn't tempted. No one can say that Jesus never suffered. No. He, he, he was like us so he could really know us. So, so this is the God we serve. A God that longs for intimacy. He makes himself known. But he will never force himself in our lives. He, he said, hey, I'll make myself known. But you have to want to know me too. <laughs> because, because it's not love if it's forced, Right? Imagine if someone put a gun on your face. Love me. Love me. It's not love, you know. You could say, I love you, I love you. But it's not going to be love. And the same thing for God. Hey, I'll make myself known. But you, you have to know me. And then the, the, the last point I want to talk about is, is life. Our life as worship. It says here in Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters... In view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. So, so this is the offering of praise that, that, that God really longs for, is your life. You know, no, like I was saying earlier, it, to passionately express you know, in, in worship, if your worship must be expressed passionately, shouldn't your life be a passionate expression of worship also? That everything you do, God, let you be glorified in this. 
God, let you be pleased in this. So, so, so we apply the same questions with, with our own lives as, as worship. Where is our mind at? Where is our concerns at? Where is our passions? What are our intentions? And most of all, is, is God pleased with, with our lives? Because God, all God wants is, is your life and your life intimately. He sees your heart. Just because you, you call yourself a believer, a Christian, a disciple, does not mean God is really pleased with your life. Just because you served, you prayed, you did your devotionals. It, God looks at the heart, not your deeds. And because remember, Cain offered, God saw his heart, the Israelites offered, but it says here, but their hearts were far away from me. Even the church, even the church, it says here in Revelations 3, it says here, to the angel of church in Sardis write, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. This is God's message to the church. I know your deeds. You have a reputation. People know you for being alive. You have the reputation for being alive. But you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have found, what? Your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. You, you can have the reputation of being Christian, of, of being, oh my gosh, this person, yeah, this person's holy. But, but if God looks at you, this person is not. This person, when he was raising his hand, he wasn't worshiping me. His heart was far away from me. His deeds were unfinished in my eyes. Because his heart is far away. Because it says in Romans 12.1 that to, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. An offering which is not whole. God is not satisfied with partial. With partial obedience, partial offering, partial sacrifice. When it's not whole, then it cannot be holy. If it's not holy, it's not pleasing. Therefore, it is improper and it is not worship. Because beyond the deeds, beyond what you do, beyond the service, do you have an intimate relationship with him? That, that, that's it. That's my question. Do you, are you intimate with God? Because, because Psalms 119, it, it's, it's the longest chapter in the, in, in the Bible. Um, it's unclear who wrote it, but I speculate it's David. And, and David is a man after God's own heart. A man who, who is after God's own heart. And, 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 and that whole chapter, 176 verses, is just devoted. God, I just want to thank you for your word. God, thank you that you can make yourself known through your word. Thank you that you're giving me access of who you are through your word. So how do we approach the word of God? Are we dragging ourselves to do our devotional? Ah, kasarang leader ko, check yung devotional ko, so gagawin ko na. Is, is that our attitude or, or are we beholding the word of God? Oh my gosh, Lord, you're making yourself known. 
through the word of God. So God, I'm going to read this. I want you to speak. I want, to, I want this word to come to life. Is that our attitude? Because in Matthew 7, it says, not all who call upon me, not all who calls upon Jesus, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And, and that, that broke my heart. Because there's so many churches, there's so many Christians who call upon him. And, and it says here, get away from me. And they would say, Jesus, I dined with you. Jesus, I cast demons in your name. Je- Jesus, I did my devotionals. I went to church. But why did Jesus reject them? It's because, get away from me. I never knew you. I never had a relationship with you. Because all I wanted was a relationship. You did all these things for me, but you never knew me and I never knew you. Because the sacrifice of praise God longs for is intimacy. Jehovah makes himself known. God wanted to be their king, but they rejected him. God came in the physical form of Jesus to be Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. And he gives us even the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. No one knows God more than his own spirit. So, so he gives us the Holy Spirit to know the mysteries of God. Because do you guys know what, what eternity is? And, and I'm sorry if, if this teaching is kind of offensive or, 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 or hard to hear. I'll be in America next week, so you won't see me again. <laughs> But, but, but before I want to explain what eternity is, I want to explain what hell is. An- another name for hell is eternal separation. Because there is nothing more painful, there's nothing more excruciating than being separated from God. So heaven is our unity, our being, our togetherness with God. And, 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 you know, the two, two main things that, that, that we really do in heaven is, is one is we, we worship. Yeah. You, you know, you know, I, I, I love it. When I told my disciples, Hey, I want you guys to remember that in heaven, we're, we're going to do a lot of worshiping. And they're just like, really? <laughs> and like, we're not going to have a break or something. And I'm just like, no, no, I want you to, to go back, think about soaking. When you're in the presence of God, don't you just not want to leave when you're just, oh God, I want to worship. And, and this was my experience today when Queen Henry was singing, oh, to worship you. I, I'm like, oh my gosh, God, I just want to remain in your presence. So I just want to keep worshiping you, God. This is heaven. Yes. And, and the other thing is, is knowing him. You know, heaven is eternal. Because uh, I want you guys to get this. I'm going to say this really slowly, even though I don't have that much time. Heaven is eternal for God is eternal. Okay, so, and to know God is to love God. And to love God is to want to know him more. Therefore, it will take an eternity to know God. Does that make sense? You know, if, if you are, you have a crush on someone, you, if you love someone, all you want to do is, is you just want to know them more. You're just like, God, oh, reveal every side of yourself. 
I just choke. I want to see it. I want to see how you get mad. I want to see when you're crazy, when you're happy. And, and, and for God, there's, he's infinite. It, it's going to take forever to know him. And, and it's going to be heaven. Because we love him. We're so passionate about our relationship that it's going to take eternity to actually know him. But, but this, this is what convicted me, what Pastor Ancho would always say. Do you want to spend 10 years with someone you don't like? <laughs> Has he told you guys that yet? And so, so he said, why would God want you in forever if you don't even want to spend time with him? And I was like, oh, sorry, Pastor. But, but it's, it's so true. If, if, if heaven is to worship him, if, if, if it's knowing him, but we don't even care to worship him now, if we don't even care to 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 know him now, then then he wouldn't want you up there. Obviously, he wants you up there because he wants you to to love him. And, and this this in, in, in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen it says, "Hey, if you seek me, you will find me. But only if you seek me with what all of your heart." You know, I'm so eager to, to let myself know. To, 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 I'm so eager to let myself be known. But I just want you to want to know me too. With all of your heart. And I'll show you who I am. But, but you have to want to know me with all of your heart. And, and, and this circles back to Hebrews 11. Who's still bothered by Hebrews 11? No, they, they didn't receive. Okay, But Hebrews 11, it says they didn't receive the promise for, for they were made complete. And, 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 and that's what God spoke to me. It doesn't matter that they didn't receive the promise because He is the promise. You, you know, you, you know, the promise is not Greater than the giver, than the, than the God of the promise. He's far better. You know, in, you know, Moses never made it to the promised land. Did you guys know that? But did you know he could have? It says here in Exodus 33 verse 3. It says here, this is God speaking. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey. Just, just go. But I will not go with you. Because you are stiff-necked people, you're stubborn, and I might destroy you on the way. Then you snap in the God, hey, just, just, just go, but I'm not gonna be with you. And that's why in verse 15 it says here, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up there. God, I could have the promised land, but if you're not gonna be there, I don't wanna be there. I want to be where you are. I don't want to go to the promised land without your presence. For you are the promise. You are my, 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 my heart's devotion. Because sometimes we care more about the promises of God than the actual God of the promise. We all go through problems. And, and I know in, in the Bible has so many promises. Hey, you will be prosperous in this. But, but is our devotion to God, is our relationship with God based on, is it conditional to, to whether or not He fulfills these promises in our lives? Is, is, is that why we love God? 
Imagine if, if someone only loves you because you can give something to them. And, and, and that's the only reason. So is, is that the basis of our relationship with God? And, 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 and the sacrifice of praise that God wants is, is really you because even, that's why it, in Hebrews 13 it says a sacrifice of praise. Because usually when, when we give praises, we don't really need to sacrifice anything, right? We're just there. But, but a sacrifice of praises, you're giving something up. And, and that, that signifies when, even when we go through trials, we would still praise God. Because the, 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 the Israelites were very persecuted people. And that's why the author of Hebrews said, hey, give a sacrifice of praise. That even if you're going through trials, even if you're going through hardships, still praise Him. Even when it's hurting, still praise Him. And, 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 and what's beautiful about God, and this is what my pastor, uh, pastor, um, pastor Frederick said, you can live in eternity. You can live in heaven now. As in, as in Jesus says, hey, let your kingdom come, God. That's your presence because if, if, if heaven is consisted of worship and intimacy with God, oneness with God, then you could live your life to worship and to know him now. You can let the kingdom come. You can let the heaven come down now. Because the sacrifice of praise God longs for is you. Can you proclaim the words of Paul as truth in Acts 20, 24? However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying the good news of God's grace. I don't care about my own life. I just want to know Jesus. I just want to do what he tells me to do. Philippians 3.10 I want to know Christ, yes. To know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings becoming like him in death. I want to know him so much. I don't just want to know the good side where, where he's resurrected but I even want to know him in suffering. I want to suffer so I could relate to Jesus in that way. In, in Revelations 20 and, and, and this is what hurt my heart. And, and this is God's message. God speaking. Jesus speaking to the church. It says here, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Um, and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and will dine with him and he with me. That broke my heart. Why is Jesus outside the house? Shouldn't we be the ones knocking at Jesus' door? Jesus, let me in. I want to know you. But why is Jesus kicked out and knocking? Hey, if you're, if you're willing to let me in, I'll, I'll, I'll come in. I'll be knocking, but I can't go in unless you let me in first. You know, so, so many people, they think like, I'm so distant from God. I can't hear from God anymore. And maybe it's because you kicked him out. Wow. So just let him in. Yes. You know, because he's more eager to know us than we are even eager to know him. Yeah. And, and, and that's why we really need to surrender. Ask God, God, search my heart. 
Show me what my heart looks like. And if I don't long for intimacy, if there's any offensive way in me, God, lead me to, to where, Lord, I can know you. Go back to your first love. You know, this is a relationship. And, and, and a relationship, the power of a relationship is conversation. So talk to him and let him talk to you. Maybe you don't hear from God because you don't bother to listen. Open up his word. He makes, he speaks through his word. He speaks. And, 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 and he says, maybe you do not receive because you do not ask. So pray. If, if you want to converse with God, you open his word and behold it, God, I want to know you. And then speak, just pray. That's so important. Be intimate with God. Because we need prayer the way a scuba diver needs oxygen. We cannot call ourselves a disciple. Our relationship with God will not survive if we do not have prayer. And, and, and this is a relationship. And, and it says here in 1 Corinthians 7, 4, the wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the body, um, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. So, so this is a relationship. We, the church, are the bride of, of Jesus. So give your life. This is a marriage. Give your life to your husband. Because your husband already gave his life on that cross for you. You know that the cross is so beautiful. It's the ultimate declaration. It's the ultimate God. Uh, uh, I want to let my people know that I love them. I love them this much. And, and, and he took up our pain and sometimes we cannot grasp that. And, and it's not just the physical pain of the cross. It's not just the splinters and the, and the whips in the back. But he endured even our mental pain, our emotional pain, our every single pain. That, that, that's why in Mark, Mark 15, Mark 16, he, he, before he died, he, he let out this loud cry. Ah! Because he was so in pain. But, he, but it's worth it. I want to know them. I want them. I want my people victorious. And I want to be intimate with them. He gave his life. Now, now give yours. Be intimate. You can live in heaven now. It says to lose your life is to find it. If you want life, surrender yours. Because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the what? Life. I am life. If you want life, just, just give your life. That's it. You know, no, this is why I'm so glad with a baptism is happening. You know, when I was baptized, I didn't understand why I was being baptized. I was just, hey, I'm baptized. You know, I'm Christian. But, and I never understood it. But, but I want you guys to really behold your baptism as something so, so precious. God, this is, I want you to be, to be pleased with my offering. This is my offering. This is my life. I want to start this new life with you. So, so if anyone right now, I want, I want everyone to just close their eyes.
And, and if you desire to be intimate with God, maybe you were intimate with Him, but, but you've stepped out of His presence. You've, you, you, you've, you've drawn yourself away from Him. And, and you want to go back, God? And, and you would, you'd want to say, God, please, please, Lord, take me back. And I know you are faithful to take me back. Because God, you, you just want me to be intimate with you. If, if that's your prayer right now, if you just want to be intimate with God, know that, that He is so eager to know you. And He is so eager. He really wants for you to know Him too. All you have to do is draw near. All you have to, to, to do is surrender your life at the foot of the cross. So uh, if anyone in here desires to be more intimate with God, to start a relationship, to renew a relationship, I want you guys to pray with me this prayer. Say, Lord, I want to receive you as the surpassing pleasure of my life. I want to know you and I want to be intimate with you. Lord, you make yourself known to me. For you are Jehovah. Now I am surrendering my life. That I may have your life. Forgive me for distancing myself. From you. Now I draw near to be close to you. So just have your way in me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Lord God, I pray for these people. Lord, I know you see their hearts beyond the words that they speak, beyond the deeds that they do. You see their hearts. And Lord, for, for those who really desire intimacy with you, Lord, I know you are faithful to come and reveal yourself and be intimate with them. Lord, and I pray that you will soften hearts in this place and you will reveal to them who you are. Lord, for you are love. Lord, and you give us joy. Lord, I just want to thank you that your word was spoken. Thank you that you make yourself known. Lord, we pray these things, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.